inside the 30. Hester's going to take it all the way for a touchdown. You're listening to the Pigskin Project, the world's number one football podcast. Now with more insights on all things football, here are your hosts, Ben Hansen and Ryan Matthews. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Pigskin Project. And man, does it feel so much better to be back. Um, you know, not necessarily, I'm not on vacation anymore, so it feels good to be behind the microphone again with my close friend, Ben. How are you doing, man? I'm doing good, but it's, uh, like you said, it's good to have you back. Um, again, Matt did an awesome job. Oh my no, gosh. No shot yeah. at Matt at all. And uh, just g- good to have you back. Like you said, in the mic, having some nice consensual football discourse. <laughs> yeah yeah i mean um I, like you said though matt did a fantastic job um i did listen in on your guys's episode and everything and i just want to say you guys are crushing it um to those of you that have showed support to that podcast episode as well thank you guys so much for the support that you guys have shown this far um but going into it um not really too much happened this week as far as news um you know free agency for the most part is subsided except for the big news that we have today um so we're just going to dive into more arguments and fun topics until the season starts and if it fits we'll stick with a couple through the season um but with that being said i am going to say a little bit of the news that we did get this week um you know the overtime rule has been changed for the playoffs so from now on both teams will get a chance to possess the ball in overtime as long as it's a playoff game if both teams score the same amount of points that's when it goes into sudden death the colts and eagles proposed a rule change and most of the nfl teams had agreed to do so i will say this um, when it comes to the overtime rule i'm pretty positive that we actually discussed that and had that exact same resolution to that rule um earlier on in the show do you remember yeah the only the only difference that we had is we we proposed uh for it to be like the entire season but i mean Mm. it just being the playoffs is really not that big of a deal um but i want to say screw those three teams that (laughs) didn't vote because there were three teams that said nah it's probably the chiefs or something (laughs) (laughs) but uh john harbaugh signed a three-year extension with the ravens uh there's still no word on a lamar jackson deal though so that's a little bit interesting um your eagles ben are bringing back their kelly green jerseys for next season um i love them i mean short and sweet i love them Mm -hmm. it's about time it's about time (laughs) honestly Um, Speaking of the Eagles, uh, former Saints and Eagles safety, Malcolm Jenkins has announced his retirement. And, um, you know, what what were your feelings on Jenkins as as an Eagle? Oh, my goodness. I I, I loved him. Uh, He was, I mean, one heck of a player. He's uh, one of those people that are teetering on the edge. Like, maybe he'll make it into the Hall of Fame. Maybe he won't. I'd be okay with either. Um, he was an awesome player, but I mean, I know I say it a lot, but his, he, he loved the community of Philadelphia. He was, um, he was, uh, he was a great guy and, and his hit on, uh, 
Brandon Cooks in that Super Bowl will forever be playing in my head. Phenomenal. He was he was really good. Um, but speaking of retirement, Brian, uh, wow, Bruce Arians retired from coaching um, to move up in uh, into the front office role for the Buccaneers. This this one, I'm. Uh, I, I think the NFL media is probably making a little bit bigger of a deal than what it probably actually is. Miami because... looks really good. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Bruce Arians, like, he even came out and said that he felt his coaches did most of the coaching job and um, that he just was kind of just, like, the onlooker of it. Um, but he's, he's known as, like, this quarterback guru. But as long as you have Tom Brady back there, it doesn't really matter who's the head coach of your football team. Right. Um, and, I mean, you might have to question about the play calling, but, again, you have Tom Brady there. You really don't have to. Okay. Um, you know, and then moving on, just going, because I'll be honest with you guys, we got a long episode, um, and I'm sure that you see that with the timestamp. Um but anyway, so Bobby Wagner signed a five-year, $50 million deal with the Rams. Um, people are saying that the Rams found out how to turn cap space off. Uh, the way that I look at it is um, I, I think cap space still exists. Uh, cap hits still exist. Um, but I think some teams are just better at managing it than others. Um, but I do think that five years and 50 million is a little much for Bobby Wagner. Um, I think it's close to, I mean, obviously not money wise, but I think it's close to, uh, just as crazy as the Von Miller deal in terms of age. Yeah. And that, and that's where like, I'm going with it. Um, I, I think $10 million is probably right around what he was going to get. I mean, I think $10 million for a linebacker is. Um, he's hefty. good. Yeah, it's hefty. But like you said, he's, he's, I mean, the best middle linebacker in football. And yeah. I mean, he's been the best middle linebacker in football for the, like five years now. Um, but it, it's like you said, it's the five, uh, it's the five years attached to that. Yeah. He's 31 years old. By the time this deal runs out, he's going to be 36. And I would be very, very shocked if he makes it to the end of this deal just because he's playing arguably the most physical position in all of sports. I mean, linebacker, literally every play going head-to-head with, you know, 6'5", 300-pound guys or meeting a running back running full speed into you is I mean it, it starts to take a toll on your body, and I'm just I'm very surprised that he um signed for five years. But as for uh, the cap space, like you said, I if if you're a good run team, cap space doesn't exist because yeah. they know how to structure contracts to allow you to restructure contracts or cut players. Um, so it just depends on your front office, like the Saints. Like I have no every single year they're in like the negative forties, negative fifties, and they still somehow clear up cap. So it, yeah. it just it depends on your front office. I think the flexibility and everything is why the Packers have been so good um for so long. I mean, this is how they've been able to maintain their good players, and this is how they've also been able to bring in 
good players as well. Um, but I mean, with that moving or with that being said, we're gonna go ahead and move on. Um, you know, we got plenty to argue about, and I'm actually looking forward to it. Um, Jalen Ramsey came out with a list of his top five receivers in the league. And, um, you know, his, his list consisted of Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, Debo Samuel, Odell Beckham Jr., and Cooper Cup in that order. Um, so if we made our own list, what would it look like? And if it, you know, would it look the same? If not, who would you put at each spot? Yeah. Um, what, do you, what do you have for your list? So before I go over my list, um <laughs> uh it's very important that I make this specification. Um I will not have Debo Samuel on my top five list. Me neither. Um well the specification I do need to make though is it has nothing to do with like like Debo Samuel is a top five skill position player in the NFL. Okay. Uh I don't I, I don't think that's arguable. I mean he put up crazy crazy stats absolutely my thing is is if we're talking about just wide receiver he's not going to be on that list because he's so much more than a wide receiver I yeah mean, what did we really, call him a running receiver a wide back <laughs> something like that <laughs> um it he, he he's just he does so much he splits a 50 50 it's not exactly 50 50 but i mean he's a great running back he's a great wide receiver it's so he's he's not going to be on this list but he's universal that's no shot at him exactly he's he's a top five he's a top five weapon in the nfl i guess yeah. is um <laughs> how i can rank that but, he's he's football's um version of baseball's utility player so just <laughs> to put that into perspective but go for it um I would be really interested to see what your number one here is because I don't think it's arguable. I think Devontae Adams, I don't care yeah. what anybody says. It is. Is <laughs> um is the 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 number one wide receiver in um the NFL. All of, yeah, um, I mean that's obvious. In my opinion, I mean his his ability to create the separation that he needs is very impressive. And then he's also able to com- contort his body in such a way that um you know he can make these catches these big time catches that you need um you know that could be in the fourth quarter as well yeah um and i'm gonna stick with jalen ramsey right now i think it's tyreek hill um Mm. yeah let's hear it so for number two uh, and i'll be honest with you tyreek hill is not on my list um you know, I think that he's really good, but I don't I, I mean, we're going to find out. I mean, he could very much very well prove me wrong right here, um, strictly because of, um, you know, if he's if he's fully healthy and I'm jotting down this whole list if, as if every, you know, player starting brand new, fresh, you know, you know, uh, DeAndre Hopkins is my number two. Well, OK. So there's two specifications, or there's a specification that I think is very important. I think, um, A, I think, I mean, we have to assume that all these guys, this is their ability. Like, you can't knock, and I'm not saying that you are, like, you can't knock um, 
Tyreek Hill for having Patrick Mahomes as his quarterback. I mean, no, 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 would, not at yeah, all. Yeah. I think, you know, there were, there were several different moments last season in which he could make more plays. Um, you know, there were several missed opportunities last season to get him up these ranks. I definitely think that he would be at like number six if we had talked about it um, and just expanded the list. But um, in terms of just my top five, though, and, you know, it could be arguable. I mean, you could very it, well be right. But, um, you know, I, I think this upcoming season with him being with Tua, um, you know, you're really going to see more of the Tyreek Hill show and not so much, oh, my God, look at Patrick Mahomes, because I feel like more so the spotlight was on um, Tyreek Hill. And, you know, I know that he's the fastest and, you know, I understand that he is a very good receiver. He is definitely without a doubt top 10. Um, and I would definitely probably most likely put him at top six. Um, but I in my opinion, I would put these receivers over him just yeah as of right now and then and then the other specification that i want to add um i'm doing i don't know if this is how you did your list i'm doing a combination of what we've seen in the past and then what we're gonna get in the present absolutely everything that they've done now so this isn't strictly based off of just last year i mean if it was strictly based off of just last year it would have been cooper cup yeah so i um yeah. yeah I just wanted to throw that out there for listeners. I think you're insane for not having Hill at two. I think you're even more insane <laughs> for having Hill not in your top five. Dude, like in, in, you know, it's the old adage, speed kills, but he has way more than just speed. I mean, yeah. like he, he knows the nuance. He has, a, he's a nuanced route runner. He can run the routes like nobody's business, but again, his speed allows him to get separation and outside of Devontae Adam, if I said I have one play and I need to score right now, Tyreek Hill is my is, is gonna be that guy. Wow. I just I don't think I don't think he's he's faster than everybody. I don't care. No, he's no, no. I understand I, that. I mean, if if that's the case, then why isn't DK Metcalf in your list? You know. Or, or if he is, then we're going to get to it. But, like, why wouldn't he be? Because he's really physical. He can run block. I mean, he's a good route runner. And he's really quick, as we saw last season against the Cardinals. This – all right. And this is what and this is what I'm going to say about DK. DK's in top ten. He's not, he's not in my top five. DK's problem is his effort. He has all of this intangibles. And he has all of this – like, he has everything he wants – to be, I mean, if he put everything together, he could be a like he could, and I'm not saying he will be, but he could be the best wide receiver in the entire league. <coughs> put him on the Bears. Just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he's, he's lazy. Well, he checks out. He just he checks out. Like I, I mean, he, there was a clear difference between how he was playing with Russ and how he's not playing with Russ. And even when he's playing with Rush or with Russ, which we'll see how he does this year, but. I mean, there are times where he's like, oh, I'm not going to get the ball okay. And and he he's and he's lazy, and that's the problem I have with him. If he puts everything together and he goes in 100% on every single play, he absolutely has the opportunity to be the best wide receiver in the league, but he's lazy. And, I that's, think, and that's hurting him. I think that could be based off of the, like, the morale of the team um, in that situation. You know, a, was, a lot of that – and I'm not, I'm not going to say, you know, I mean, I, I, I 
do want to emphasize on, I mean, where his quarterback was at the moment. I mean, obviously, yes, in the press, like he did want to make sure that he wanted to stay in Seattle. But realistically, I mean, with all the offseason drama and everything that's going on, the fact that he has to share with Tyler Lockett and everything, and he's not like a true um, he like he's not a standalone wide receiver. You know what I mean? Like he's not like um, you know, Devontae Adams was for the Packers, you know how I mean? Like, you know how how there's clearly a number two option um you know i i feel like just the morale could have affected his his effort um but i think you know that could definitely play into it as well he he always had those problems though like this isn't the first year he's 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 he has you can see on tape he's given just less effort sometimes and it's a bit annoying but to, to Hill, however, DK ran a 4-3-3 at the Combine. He is, does not run a 4-3-3 in real life. He's very fast. He does not run a 4-4-3 or 4-3-3 in football. Um, I mean, we, we, we saw him in the Combine when he came out. The dude had like 2% body fat in like yeah. – he has more than 2%. It's one of those things where you try to drop and run as fast as you can. Tyreek Hill is it's not close. I know he lost a 40-yard dash in the in the the Pro Bowl competition. He's the fastest guy in the league. And if I need a play, I'm picking him. And okay. like because because my thing is is you can hit him on the go route, you can hit him on the nine route, you can hit him on the post route. I mean but, DeAndre Hopkins up there too. Well, this is well, and I'll get there. But the okay. thing too with with Hill is I can I have confidence every single time that I see him going over in the middle of the field and hit him for a 10 yard crosser. He has the opportunity to take yeah. it in the house every give him credit. single time he gets that. I I'll, I'll tell you this though. I just like these, these other wide receivers more and we'll obviously dive into it a little bit deeper. Mm-hmm. Um, and to your point though, D hop is my uh, third <laughs> third. Okay. Well, I mean, that's, that's cool too. I, I mean, I thought you would be insane if he wasn't in your top five. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins has been arguably top three within the past, what, five years. Um, I mean, this yeah. guy's been insane. So, um, you know, but if if D-Hop's number three, um, and, and you did say this is based off of what we've already seen and then what we can potentially see in the future, I have Cooper mm-hmm. Cup at number three. Okay. Um, I do have some somewhere on this list. Um, okay i my my point and i mean i'm sure that you know we might have just jumbled around our list or whatever i mean with the exception to tyreek hill obviously but um cooper cup i think is um you know just that guy because you know look at look at what he did in the playoffs man you know like Mm -hmm. it's obvious that that team has so much faith in him to be able to go on those routes and everything that you mentioned before with tyreek hill um, to where he can go, I mean, literally whatever you need, he'll be open. And I mean, you know, it's good enough for number three in my list, but I mean, if I'm choosing, I would say Devonte and Deandre are over Cooper cup, um, as of right now. Um, like I said, though, all of these are subjective. I mean, all of these can very well change or very much change. Um, but you know, I think, I mean, we could come back to this next year. I think this would be really fun to do, but mm-hmm. um, I would definitely say Cooper Cup is number three right now, and I think that that's very – it's not a bad pick. No. 
Not at all. I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't say so at all. All right. So um, just well, to review what we have so far, just because we're halfway. Mm-hmm. Um, ben, what was your top three? Uh, Adam, Hill, and D-Hop. Okay. And then I have Adams, Hopkins, and Cup. So, Ben, who's your number four? Uh, real quick, for the D-Hop, for everybody, everybody, like, I, I th- we tend to forget how good DeAndre Hopkins is. Yeah. Because, A, he played with a terrible quarterback every single time he played in Houston, and still the dude was number one, well, number two, or number three every single season that he's played with. He played – he did play with Watson. I was going to um, say. But yeah. he played with Watson for pretty much just one year. Yeah. And the one year that he played with Watson, he was the number one wide receiver in football. Right. Um, And then he gets hurt this year. So, so people are, like, kind of sleeping on him. My concern for him is 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 his longevity, and that's why I'm saying mm-hmm. it's important for us to talk about past and future because he probably only has, like, two or three, like, elite years left in the tank. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, the catch – um, I'm forgetting which game it was. Um, was it Bang Bengals? Um, catch, oh wait, wait. I think oh, you're talking about ago. the uh, the one where he went up with, I mean, two guys on him. Yeah, I th- I want to say that one was against the Cowboys. Okay, well, or no, um, the Bills. I'm sorry, it was the Bills. Sorry, it, it was, was the, Bills. the Bills. It was yeah. the Bills. Um, that that was the was reason crazy. why I have him so high up, just because it's like, who else in the league could do that? And I mean, with Tyree Kill's height and everything, it's like, no, sorry, but no. Yeah. Um, and right, but number so, f- oh, yeah. Yeah, for four. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you had Cup at three, correct? Yep. Uh, you talked, uh, you mentioned the, um, the future, and obviously we've only seen one year. This guy I'm about to mention, but this one year is Jamar the, this Chase. guy I'm about to mention. Yeah, it's Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase is going to be a top three wide receiver for the next ten years in football. Okay. Um, I like Cooper Cup, um, and I think Cooper Cup. Um, again, we'll get Ooh, to Cooper Cup. As I just to, realized you put Jamar Chase over Cooper Cup. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I did. Um, I I think Cooper Cup had a great year this year. Um, but when it, when it's all said and done again, I think Jamar Chase just has more physical ability than, uh, Cooper cup. So that's why I'm putting him higher. Um, I just think since he has more physical ability, he has higher potential. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, we saw how good he was in year one. Imagine what this is going to be for the next nine years. Oh yeah, Um, absolutely. So let me, I just think he has higher ability, but yeah, go for it. My four and five spot is very interchangeable um, for that reason alone. I mean, both of these, I mean, these next two, and I'm just going to go ahead and say both of them just because um, they're very young receivers. Um, We could see either really, really good stuff from them or really, really bad stuff from them. And I really think that as of these two receivers, we really have untapped potential. Um, So at my number four spot, I have Justin Jefferson. Mm-hmm. And then I have Jamar Chase. Um, I'm very impressed with Justin Jefferson. And coming from a Bears fan perspective, it sucks that we have to play this guy multiple times a year. Um, you know, and, and I'm sure yeah, that coming from a Bears fan, it sucks. I was going to say, huh? yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, it, as far as an Eagles perspective, you know, it has to bite at you a little bit more. Um, so I, I get where you're coming from. 
Um, you know, and then as far as the Jamar Chase thing goes, I am totally with you. I think Jamar Chase is going to be really, really good. Um, I think he has potential to take DeAndre Hopkins spot when Hopkins is kind of um, regressing. Um, but, you know, I think these two are interchangeable. I think that it's totally okay to put, you know, Justin Jefferson at five and Jamar Chase at four or, you know, the other way around. So, um, you know, and I'm not even going to explain Jamar Chase anymore um, just because, I mean, you basically already did. Um, but yeah, I definitely believe in Justin Jefferson to get that done as well. And I definitely think that, you know, our future when it comes to wide receiver help and stuff like that is very bright in terms of the draft as well, too. No, um, again, absolutely. Um, I cheated the system here. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I have a five, a and five B. Okay. That's Um, fine. So I cheated the system, but, uh, it's put hill put hill in there then yeah yeah put, it, put hill in there then yeah well i couldn't decide between the two so i did one or i did 5a 5b cup and jj um i think jj is an awesome wide receiver mm-hmm. uh or justin jefferson for those just because you had him on your JJ. fantasy team <laughs> um i love jj and everything um I Jamar Chase, like I said, is just has a more physical upside than JJ. Um, and also uh we've seen when they've both played on the same team, Jamar Chase was clearly the number one wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Um so I think with the physical upside and um what we've seen in the past, and obviously players can develop in the NFL and become better. Um, but I think with Jamar Chase's physical upside and what we've seen in the past, um I I think Jamar Chase is absolutely better than JJ, and that's no shot on JJ. JJ is awesome too. Um, but I can't decide with Cooper Cup and JJ just because they're, I mean, they're the same yeah. player. I mean, they're, you know, what you're going to get with them. They can, you know, you're not going to expect them to take the top off, but they can take the top off on a defense. You know, every few games, they can have this crazy home run threat, but what you're getting with them is the stable. You can throw it to them. They're going to run a perfect route. They're going to catch everything. They understand the nuances of the route running and the nuances of the defense. Um, They're the exact same player. Okay. So that's Um, why I have them. But, um, and I'm going to catch you off guard here. We've pretty much had the same exact list. Basically. Um, Yeah. It's just different order. Yeah. I'm, I'm wondering who your like six and seven would be. You're six, seven, and eight. Or I guess I guess for you, Tyreek Hill's six. So who's your next three after Tyreek Hill? So like six, seven, or we know uh seven, seven eight, eight, nine. nine. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not gonna put a specific order on it right now just because you know, spur of the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I think CD Lamb would have to go up there. Um, I really okay. like CD Lamb. Uh Stefan Diggs would have to be up there. Oh boy. I'm, I'm really trying to thank you. Put me on the spot here. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see. I'm trying to go like team by team. I, I would say uh, Mike Evans would have an argument. Okay. Um, let me, let me just keep going though, just to say like who, who pops up and as like potential contenders, but I'd have to really analyze it to put in a spot. Um, yeah. You know, 
I mean, we haven't seen Michael Thomas play, and the longevity is really up in the air now, so I wouldn't put him there just yet. Um, man, there's a lot. Uh, I, I don't know. Those are the three that I guess would that that you know three or four that would be up there. For me, the three in the order that I'm going to tell you that instantly pop into my mind is Stephon, uh, not Stephon Gilmore, Stephon Diggs, mm-hmm. AJ Brown, and DK. Okay. Um, again, I think when it's all said and done, DK is probably going to be better than AJ Brown. But from what we've seen, you can't. You have to put AJ Brown in front of DK at least as of right now. Um, but those three instantly come to my head, and then like you said, uh, you can make an argument for Keenan Allen. You can make an argument for CD Lamb. You can make an argument for Chris Godwin. You can make one for Mike Evans. Um, so there's a lot of other guys, um, that you could make an argument for, but real quick, I'm on uh, PFF's website. Um, and I, I would love to see your opinion on this. Um, cause I think the quarterback play here, um, has a lot to do with, uh, how this person is going to be viewed. Uh, they have, uh, Darnell Mooney at 24, too high, too low, right around this right around that spot darnell mooney at 24 you said yes so that's right around, it's that's, fair yeah that's right around like uh amon ross a brown Devonte smith brandon cooks is that range that he's mixed with i would say maybe a little bit higher than just a little bit um i wouldn't put him in the top 20 but i would say like 22 maybe um because all those people that you just said were i, I know that he's better than um, I do not think he's better than Brandon Cooks. I think uh, I think it's arguable. I I'm with you. I think Brandon Cooks is above him. But as far as Amon Ross St. Brown, St. Brown and who's the other person that you listed? Um, yeah, as of right now, Devontae Smith. Right now, yes, I think Devontae Smith will be better than Darnell Mooney. I think but, Mooney um, and Smith both have a crazy amount of untapped potential. Um, you know, I think Booney and looking into it now, I think Mooney could be a potential wide receiver one option. I think I changed my mind there, um, you know, with the proper coaching and with, you know, the proper quarterback play and everything, team development. Um, I think that he could be that guy, um, you know, I, not in the near future. Um, but you know, I think that he could be that guy. Whereas the other, you know, three guys, Brandon cooks could very well be that guy on another team. Uh, he's in a pretty crappy situation. And I think, you know, put him on a team like, um, who needs a wide receiver right now? I mean, I I would say Chicago, but I mean, you need a proven quarterback there. Um, I, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm always hesitant. I'm going to be hesitant to ever say, um, and by the way, I mean, this dude had a terrible quarterback play this year mm. and last year, and he's put up a thousand yard seasons in both uh, for Brandon Cooks. Um, it, absurd. Uh, yeah. He can be so good. Um, but to your point, I, I, Darna Mooney can never be a number one wide receiver, but that's also because I feel like there's only 15 number one wide receivers in the league. I don't think there's 32 number one wide receivers in the league. Just like everybody likes to throw around elite quarterbacks. There's only five elite quarterbacks. Like I'm not going to rank them. I can't think, but not everybody that's good is elite. Not everybody that's good is a number one wide receiver. 
I think there's probably 15 number one wide receivers in the league. Just because you're the top wide receiver on your roster doesn't mean that you are the number one wide receiver in the league. Would you put Michael Pittman over Devontae Smith and Darnell Mooney? Um, right now, I was if I had to rank the three just based off of what we've gone, what we've seen, and then yeah. Right, well, if it's what we've seen, then I'm confident Smith is going to be the number one wide receiver out of that group because Smith was amazing last year. It just hurts. Oh my God. He has so Smith has so much untapped potential, and we saw that even coming out of the draft. But as of right now, Mooney, Pittman, then Smith. So okay. Mooney at one, Pittman at two, Smith at three. Um, I think okay. that will still probably change. I think it'll probably, I think. Hopefully, I think Smith has Smith potential to go over Mooney, but I could definitely yeah. see Pittman being number three either way. Um, yeah. We do have to move on, though. Um, speaking of, I mean, plenty of wide receivers, we had a debate a couple weeks ago. Um, we talked about Allen Robinson versus OBJ when the Rams signed him. Um, and I said that Allen Robinson's a better player in terms of a wide receiver piece for the Rams than OBJ. Um now, I, I feel like I should clear the water just a little bit, just because what I argued <laughs> and how I feel doesn't necessarily match up. But I feel like if I clarify just a little bit better, you'd be able to get on board. Um, so I think that if it's health related and from a franchise standpoint right now, not judging on what they've done, you know, I mean, I guess a little bit, but like, okay, from from a franchise standpoint, okay, health related it's it's a better situation i would so much rather have alan robinson as my number one if if it came down to it if i'm starting a brand new franchise over odell beckham jr just because alan robinson tore his acl five years ago and he's been playing on it ever since he's been totally okay um whereas odell i mean he just tore it again longevity is an issue so in terms of you know, the move being, you know, a long-term option, I would so much rather be, I, I would sleep better at night knowing that Allen Robinson is filling that spot instead of OBJ. Um, also, if you think about it, you know, um, Allen Robinson could have had a breakout year the year that he tore his ACL. I mean, what we could, I mean, if you want to play hypotheticals, the year that he tore his ACL was the same exact year that the Jaguars went to the AFC championship. Um, you know, Blake Bortles was actually kind of doing good, dare I say, <laughs> that season. Um, and I think, you know, had he had a, a, a stud wide receiver like Allen Robinson back in the day, um, he would have had another thousand plus yard season. Speaking of thousand plus yard season, he pulled off almost three of them with Mitch Trubisky under Nagy's offense. And since then, or since he's entered the league, I should say, his quarterbacks consist of Blake Bortles, Mitch Trubisky, and Chase Daniel. You look at OBJ, right? And there, he's had more 1,000-plus-yard seasons than he has under 1,000 yards, right? Very impressive resume. I will say OBJ, in terms of what he's done in his career, is a much better receiver than Allen Robinson. But I will say OBJ's situation has been much better than Allen Robinson. Um, because OBJ has been playing with Eli Manning, um, which is a hall of famer. We both know, um, Baker Mayfield, which I would say is much better than, uh, Mitch Trubisky, Blake Bortles or Chase Daniel right now. Um, and then Matthew Stafford, which I've always been high on. So statistically speaking in summary, yes, Odo Beckham jr. Is the better wide receiver. 
long term, I would say Allen Robinson is is the best going from today. That's um, my well, that's me clearing up the water. Well, I'm gonna and I, I'm gonna push back on that a little bit again. Mm-hmm. Um, I I'm gonna flip what you said. If it's for one year, I'm taking Allen Robinson. If it's for five years. I'm taking OB. Literally, my only concern with OBJ is how he's going to play this year. We saw him recover from an ACL tear. He was fine. It, it didn't affect his game at all. Um, it didn't affect his game at all. So I'm not worried about his recovering ability. Again, if yeah. it's for one year, absolutely give me Allen Robinson because he's going to play more games. But I have no worries that OBJ OBJ is a better player. And I guess your only concern has to be injury. But my pushback on that is it didn't affect him the first time. Medicine's getting better every single day. And obviously it can. I mean, it, it I mean, there's a chance that it is gonna hurt him. But I, I I would argue that I like him better, but I know. I mean, yeah, you know uh really quick, let's uh take a quick break and we will come right back. After a brief appearance by our uh, special guest for the week, Mary, um, <laughs> um, Ben, okay, so so like you were saying about, you know, OBJ and everything, when it comes down to reliability and stuff like that, I guess I can understand where you're coming from in terms of, you know, big game scenarios and stuff like that, um, you know, is yardage and touchdowns and stuff like that. I mean, it's, it's very good on paper. Um, I guess coming from a franchise standpoint, the reason why they, you know, signed Allen Robinson was strictly just because it was the safer option. Um, and, you know, I, I mean, as of right now, Allen Robinson isn't, you know, starting a rehab, um, you know, he isn't rehabbing a injury or anything. So he can start on week one. Um, whereas signing say Odell, um, you kind of have to wait until I think October is his closest return date. Um, so that's what, like almost halfway through the league or the, the league year, or whatever you want to say, the season, sorry. Um, so like I said before, though, it was just a safer pick. Um, hmm. You know, that's why I said he was a better receiver. I guess I should have said he was a better option and better, you know, when it comes to free agency, because let's be honest, Allen Robinson probably wouldn't have gone there had they signed Odell Beckham Jr. to a one-year deal because it's like, ah, cool. So where am I going to fit in when Odell comes back from injury? You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, my thing when it comes to him, like, and, and I get what you're saying. I think he's a safer option, absolutely. Um, I, I just think NFL teams, front offices, coaches, think that they're smarter than everybody else in the room. So they probably think that it again. So like, I think they think they can probably get more out of Allen Robinson than what they would have been able to get out of OBJ, which is, I think is just absurd. Mm. Um, but we'll, we'll see. I mean, I think Allen Robinson's a great player. I mean, again, like when he's had consistent quarterback play, I mean, he put up like a 1400 yard season. Yeah. Allen Robinson's awesome. Uh, I just I'd take OBJ. I think OBJ is the biggest. What if, I mean, yeah. if the dude never tore his ACL, I mean, he could literally have gone down as one of the best um, players in NFL history. And even after his torn ACL, dude has played amazing. Yeah. But anyways. Um, 
Yeah. So um, are we good to move on to the next segment that I clear the water for you? Because I knew yeah. that. Yeah. All right, cool. I'm gonna need you to turn your camera on. Ladies and gentlemen, we are doing a Zoom meeting. This is how we record our um, podcasts and stuff like that. Um, really quick. Okay. Um, so I, I did a little thinking um, in, in the week, couple weeks, I guess that I was gone. Um, and, you know, this is something I've really put a lot of thought into. Um, so Ben, you know that I'm coming, I, I'm coming down to Indianapolis, uh, your stomping grounds, um, next week, this upcoming Tuesday. Um, mm. you know, very exciting. Um, we have talked about, you know, potentially getting together, stuff like that. Mm. Um, however, um, we did have a phone call earlier and, um, you did say that you didn't have any plans. So the reason why me and Caitlin are, are going down is because of a concert and we're super excited to go and everything, but because you're my co-host and because I'm so, um, you know, grateful to have you on the show and everything to, you know, with me every single week, um, you know, you've been there for me as far as my ACL tear when senior season and stuff like that. I mean, it's a lot mm -hmm. for me to just be like, dude, I really appreciate you. So for that, I'm not expecting anything in return, but because of, you know, the appreciation and everything that I have for you, you, my friend are going to see the Philadelphia 76ers play the Indiana Pacers on Tuesday. I got you tickets. <laughs> all you got to do is drive there let me know how much parking is or whatever and i'll send you the money but no you God, no, are paying for parking <laughs> you are going <laughs> to this game just wanted to just wanted to tell you this is all breaking news he had no idea that we were doing a surprise at all or anything as far as he knew we were about to get into um bold takes a little bit but um <laughs> you know the playoff season is coming up and um, games right now for the Philadelphia 76ers are more important than ever. Um, so what I am getting you is two tickets to go to the game with one person of your choosing. Um, you know, I know <laughs> I a lot of wish you. I, I bet he wish you joined now, huh? Yeah, yeah, probably, <laughs> probably. But um, just wanted to say thank you. It's nothing like it's it's not a gift for any specific um reason other than just like dude i appreciate you um mm. this is like i said i've been thinking about this for a little bit um you know i uh did start a new job recently so um i i finally got a little bit of cash in my pocket so i was able to um you know i i think if i'm able to spoil myself and, and my girlfriend with a concert i should be able to spoil my buddy as well so <laughs> my gift to you is some tickets that's not at all what i was expecting i mean <laughs> I mean, thank you. I mean, <laughs> I mean, so, I, I'm, I'm stunned that I can't even, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I've seen a Sixers game like twice in my entire life. Well, so this is about I to be mean, your third. Yeah. Right down yeah. the road and everything, man. All you got to do I is mean, get yourself there. It's going to be Tuesday at seven o'clock. I'm not going to reveal yeah. the, uh, the section or whatever, just because of the security reasons for us, no, but no. you know, this is just, uh, I don't know that. And I mean, Hey, you know what? Final season is actually going to come up as well for college and everything. And might as well take a little 
break from, you know, your mindset and everything to, um, to kind of ease your way into it as well. So what's, what better way to spend that than uh, going to see your favorite team play one of their last games of the regular season? Oh yeah. And, and I know this is not at all what you were trying to get at. I'm, I'm going to get you back though. I'm going to get no, you back. No, 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 no. Seriously. Oh yeah, I, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. I knew that you would say that and everything, either that or you weren't going to take them. Um, <laughs> but you know, it was, it was, it's just something that I've been thinking about for a while now. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm just really excited for you. Um, you know, as far as me going down to Indianapolis, I'm not entirely sure how much we'd be able to do as far as like going out to eat or something like that prior to the concert, just because, um, I have class that day. So we're going to go immediately after I'm done with that class. Um, and we have like a VIP session with the artists that we're going to go and see too. So, um, we're trying to get there a little bit early so we can get front row and stuff like that. So it's pretty crucial. Um, but you know, just figured, Hey man, you should probably have some plans that day too, especially if you're not doing anything. So, um, I think I played my cards right too. I mean, (laughs) I was, I was happy to even, cause again, I mean, I'm sure you guys have figured this out, um, for the people who have watched and listened for a mm-hmm. long time, I mean, me and Ryan aren't just podcast hosts. We're not just yeah. co-hosts. I mean, we're we're close friends off the field. I mean, yeah. One of my favorite pictures is, I mean, the big picture that he has on his watch screen. Oh yeah. So yeah. For those I that mean, don't know, I have a picture of him and our starting quarterback um, holding me up. Let me tell a quick story before we move on, and I'll mm-hmm. let you have the floor again. But uh, really quick. Basically, I had my surgery on the Monday before our first sectional game. And so I made it a priority. I was like, look, Doc, I got to get out of here and, you know, onto the field at some point just so that I can go and see the game and everything. Um, And, you know, as far as I know, the team had no idea that I was coming, Uh, maybe a slight idea, but they didn't know for a fact that it was going to happen. And so a lot of the people that were on that team mean a lot to me and you. But as far as that core memory goes, I mean, you know, everybody and everything coming up to me and stuff like that in that moment, um, you know, it's it's just it, it was really cool for me just to be able to be included, even though I was out with a pretty bad injury as well. So um, at the end of the game, they kind of held me up on my shoulders and stuff like that. And, um, you know, it took me to the the team huddle and stuff like that. That way I was still included and in everything. So. Ben was like, probably, I think the number one person that came up to me, um, you know, pick me up out of my wheelchair or whatever, because I needed my knee to be, you know, um, elevated and stuff. But um, yeah, my mom got a picture of him and the quarterback, um, Preston holding us up. So, um, you know, it's one of my favorite pictures and it's been my, my little screensaver on my watch for, you know, about a year now. So it's been, it's been pretty crazy, but Yeah, like you said, I mean, it's not just something, you know, one thing that I really like about the podcast, too, is that outside of, you know, knowing that I'm going to a community school near my house um, and that all my friends are basically moving away, the podcast really helps me because I'm able to see and talk to you at least once a week. And that's really good. So, um yeah, it was just kind of like a little appreciation gift for you. So I'll let you have the floor now. Just wanted to tell my my little story in terms of yeah. just that. No, well, and, and to the football thing, 
I think it was important that you even, I mean, that you were there. I mean, you might not have been able to, to play in that game, but I mean, again, I mean, you're a brother and I think it's important that you were there and it was important for me to be one of the two people that like helped you out onto that field. Cause like I said, mm-hmm. I mean, we're close friends, but I mean, I was, I mean, I was happy to even just hang out with you because <laughs> what he told me was like, Hey, you guys free, like want to hang out before the thing. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, sure. Like, yeah. My point awesome. originally was just, Hey, I'm in the area. I might as well stop by. Um, and so, you know, that being said though, I mean, and really, really quick, um, I mean, not really too much of a story, but the second that I, started going to Wheeler. Um, you know, I remember, I mean, the first person I talked to on the field was you and you're just like, just follow me. And I was just like, all right, cool. And, you know, didn't really know what to expect. And he like walked me through stretches and stuff and just pointed me in the direction that I needed to go before I knew it, I'm starting varsity and stuff. And I got a band of brothers around me to support me and everything. So, um, I, I credit him with at least kickstarting that. And then I'm just really thankful for what we've got going on so far and what's kind of evolved out of that. So you got any final, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, with that being said, the show must go on ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Um, but before it does, we have our second sponsor, um, other than anchor.fm that was, I mean, you guys have heard the advertisement at the beginning. Um, if you live in the Northwest Indiana region, you live close to the barbershop that I go to, you can get the freshest cut at uppercuts grooming located in Valparaiso, Indiana, make your own appointment at U P P E R K U T Z grooming.com. Shout out to Dex for the sponsorship and the support. We really appreciate it. The man makes his own music as well called the Immaculate Reception. And you can find that on Spotify or Apple Music. I listen to it. Um, you know, I know that the Immaculate Reception is just his first song or whatever that he put out. Um, the man's got good sound, man. Like, I will be completely honest with you. And it's not just because he's like helping us out with like, you know, reaching out and stuff like that. Um the i mean just the beat and everything i know there's a there's a closing part to the song um that has like kind of like a piano solo almost that kind of finishes it out and um it's it's produced oh man i don't know if it's produced but um he he partnered with one of my friends from uh i think my freshman freshman year um man his name's garrett he works at the barbershop and everything and he is just a stud on the piano so go and check out the music and everything um it'd be really appreciated and uh thanks again dex for the support because being able to advertise and stuff at your shop means a lot to us so yeah no absolutely i mean anything i mean if anybody can think of uh i mean if anybody wants to i mean it's a long shot but i mean anybody wants to sponsor us i mean just literally just reach out to me or ryan we're always mm-hmm. open to it but like you said big big thanks to dax for it and we appreciate it so without further ado um we're actually not going into bold takes because i have a come to jesus moment um this i actually wrote this um just last night um i was laying in bed and stuff and i just kind of had a vision almost um <laughs> it was just uh i i think just and and I am I, I fell victim to it as well. Um, Justin Fields is really, really overhyped 
by Chicago <laughs> Bears fans. And he's deserving the little media attention that he's getting right now. I mean, the positive stuff that he's gotten, I mean, like I said, he's deserving of as well. Um, he has shown flashes. Yes, he has potential. Yes, through the roof. Um, but that also doesn't mean that he's the second coming of Jesus Christ. Um, the 49ers game was awesome. I mean, everybody realizes, I mean, remembers the the play of him escaping like 18 different 49ers. I know that's an over-exaggeration, but um, to get in, into the end zone, that was really cool. Um, and he is the type of player to do that consistently as well. Um, the Packers game, the second matchup specifically, um, that one was <laughs> – I mean, more than fun to watch, even though the ending was a little, you know, uh, underwhelming. But uh, but last but not least, the Steelers game. Oh, my God, they should have won that game. Um, but, I mean, just the tight pockets and everything that he was able to throw it in and everything, those are the flashes that I could come up with. But the bad was also there. I mean, Allen Robinson, open downfield should mean touchdown, game plan or not. I mean, I remember arguing with you, like, look, the reason why Justin Fields didn't throw that pass is because that wasn't part of the play. That's not who that design play is. Well, guess what, buddy? You are the starting quarterback of the franchise. I mean, you you are the guy. You are the starting quarterback for the Chicago Bears. You have every right to control the chess pieces at that point, the second that that ball is snapped. Whether or not Matt Nagy designed the play to go to Darnell Mooney on a curl route, that ball needs to go to Allen Robinson no matter what. I understand that it's your rookie year. I understand that you were listening to your coaches because you should. But at the same time, you were the head honcho as soon as that ball's in your hand, buddy. And the second that you get that, you make all the decisions, whether or not it's a good throw, whether or not it's a bad throw, whether or not it's an open pass, whether or not it's you're threading the needle into Jesse James, some you know close to no-name tight end <laughs> that you know hardly anybody knows. It's like, you either do that or you throw it to the number one guy that you know can score the ball. Um, so, you know, I think he also made um, some awful plays against a beat up Baltimore team this season. Um, and he also needs to be more disciplined under pressure. I mean, losing the ball and making dumb decisions can get him hurt and potentially cost him his career. But now the question is, should Chicago fans still be excited do I think Justin Fields is still the guy? And the answer to that is yes, absolutely. I'm ecstatic. I'm, I mean, it's a good quarterback. Or I mean, he's shown flashes. He's a quarterback in Chicago, man. That's all that matters. He has potential to be great in the city of Chicago specifically, but that is a very, very low bar. I should say that. Um, I mean, somebody that I guess I could compare him to, not necessarily skill-wise, but more so excitement level, was Mitch Trubisky. Um, as soon as the Bears <laughs> traded up for him and stuff, I mean, I joked around with my dad because he's from the same exact uh, city, Menor, Ohio, that um, my stepmom actually went to school with uh, or in. Um, so, you know, the bias was there already. All they needed to do was just pick him up. Um, from that you know, point on, we knew like, yes, he was going to sit behind Mike Glennon. Oh dear God, don't even remind me of that. But, um, you know, I think when it comes to, you know, Mitch and the excitement level that I had for him, he had a couple good shines, but, um, and we'll, and we'll get to that as well. 
But, um, you know, I was very excited, but he turned out to be very underwhelming. And for that, I will conclude with this statement. Years two and three will really define whether or not Justin Fields gets his money and respect from Chicago and its fans. What do you got? <laughs> um, well, all right. So I think he was getting overhyped coming into the season. Um, I think people, because I already know Chicago Bears fans are going to be like, what is Ryan saying? He just compared Justin Fields to Mitch Trubisky. What people need to understand is Ryan is not saying Justin Fields is going to be Mitch Trubisky. Mm-mm. And he's not saying that Justin Fields isn't going to be good. He's not even saying Justin Fields isn't going to be top 10. He's just saying people need to calm down a little bit on him. Yes. Um, realistically, if we see a development arc, I think his, his high end, and I've said this coming out in the draft, and I'm going to say it now, his high end is Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like you said, it depends on how these, <laughs> um, next two or three years are going to go. I um, will say this really quick. The thing that Chicago fans really need to recognize and something that I have come to recognize just within these past couple weeks is that high excitement levels can also lead to extremely high disappointment. And with that, I think that it's extremely unfair to the players Um, The critics and everything that Mitch Trubisky had to deal with in Chicago was completely unfair to him, judging by the system that he was playing in and the unfair amount of flexibility that the head coach at the time was giving him, in my opinion. Um, You know, I don't even think John Fox wanted him as a quarterback. I don't think Matt Nagy wanted him as a quarterback. Um, You know, so, you know, with that being said, I mean, yes, Chicago kind of, you know, loved Mitch Trubisky going forward, but. Um, and, and I think Chicago still supports Mitch Trubisky, but I think the unfair treatment that was given to Mitch Trubisky wasn't because, um, or it wasn't primarily because he was bad, but more so because they didn't get the guy that they thought that they were getting. And that's why everybody was so disappointed in the end, but go ahead, buddy. You, uh, you, you had a couple points. Yeah, no. And again, like I I, I agree with, I mean, everything that you said. Um, again, I think uh, we'll see how he develops under Eberflus. Um, But like we said, he can. I, I think he has the potential to be a top-10 quarterback in the NFL. Um, I think Bears fans were overrating him a little bit. Um, like you said, thinking he was the second coming of Jesus. Um, <laughs> but I, but I, I do think he could be a Russell Wilson someday. Um, it'll just depend on um, – again how he develops but um ironically so for people that don't quite understand what's going on me and ryan a few days leading up to the podcast have um a little conversation about what we want um he just told me he was gonna have a come to jesus i had Mm -hmm. no clue that this is what it was gonna be about um and i told him i said i want to play a justin fields game um which is really funny because it's justin fields game literally plays exactly along those lines of what you said um we didn't have that planned out at all so um it'll be fun he still doesn't know what this game is yeah you you probably i mean after thinking you could probably you could probably start taking a guess on what i'm what i'm saying here um but we're just we're gonna pin these quarterbacks against justin let me let me just say really quick um you know, I, I do think 
I mean, coming out of the draft, Mitch Trubisky was extremely overrated as well. So the high expectations and everything set for him was, mm-hmm. I mean, astronomically high. I just looked at um, his his draft card, right? Like his comparisons and his rating and stuff like that mm-hmm. after the combine and stuff. And Mitch Trubisky was given Pro Bowl ratings. I mean, he mm-hmm. was a future Pro Bowler and his draft comparison was Matthew Stafford, right? Ugh. It's like, okay, but now if you look, at mid, I mean, uh, Justin Fields, Russell Wilson is his comparison, right? And so it's like, I would so much rather have a comparison of Russell Wilson than Matthew Stafford, even though I love both quarterbacks. But it's like, now we do have every right to be excited, but to say that he is, you know, have there's one thing to be excited and one thing to be extremely biased for him. So, you know, I just got to find the middle, but back to your yeah. back to your game. Well, and to that point, too, um, you can definitely see a Russell Wilson uh, comp to Justin Fields. It's a lot harder. Like, you, you, you have to squint and use binoculars to <laughs> see the Mitch Trubisky, Matt Stafford yeah. um, thing. But it's a lot easier to see the Justin Fields comp. Um, but again, so we're going to go through, you know, let's see, 25 quarterbacks. I, I have a list of quarterbacks pulled up. Um, I don't know how many I'm going to have you pin up against them. Uh, but we're going to pin you, you know, and this is, we'll say this for is judging years. by for, for is, the next this, three years. Okay. This is, this is for three years. And I mean, this is what you think his development arc is going to look like uh, biasly or unbiased. So you can look at it, whatever you want. Um, okay. I feel like we're going to get an easy See, This is already off the bat. I feel like this is already hard um, and not because of play skills, but Tom Brady or Justin Fields. Tom Brady. He's the greatest of all time. Exactly. The only reason I'm saying it's hard is because we don't know um, if he's going to be playing for three years. <laughs> yeah. I think here's, here's, here's also, um, I mean, I think with all of these quarterbacks, there's already a bar that's set. And when you look at Justin Fields, there's a bar that he hasn't reached yet. And it's just like, mm-hmm. is he going to reach that bar in three years? Is he going to be close to that quarterback's comparison or how, where will he be in three years? Will he be better than or worse than that quarterback in that three years? So I think that that's what we're looking at as far as that. But anyway. All right. Um, so Tom Brady. All right. Um, I think this is another easy one. Um, Aaron Rodgers. God, I hate you. Aaron Rodgers is going to be better. <laughs> but I will say this, though. In terms of legacy, though, I think Justin Fields – has potential to be better, but is in terms of three years, no. Um, but before, you know, I, I say this, Aaron Rodgers will not, I, I can say this honestly, unbiased and everything. Aaron Rodgers would not have a Super Bowl ring had Jay Cutler not get injured in that game. Just saying. And, and maybe, maybe that's true. Maybe it's not. Um, Aaron Rodgers, to say that he might have a better legacy, that is bold. <laughs> I mean, that could have gone on a bold take. I'm saying, no, no, no. I'm saying Justin Fields could have a better legacy yes. than Aaron Rodgers yes. eventually. But right now, within the next three years, if we're going off of that, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Um, and then th- this will be one of my uh, bold takes. Um, I, it, it, I would be shocked um, if Aaron Rodgers is the uh, – or if, if he does, just because Aaron Rodgers is the second best – Second most talented quarterback. I'm not saying best is a difference. Second most talented quarterback of all time. 
bold take you'll see who my number one is um which is very bold nobody talks about it and i don't know why um i'd slap you right now like will smith to chris rock but... <laughs> he's the number talent talent wise i'm not talking about best i'm not talking about rings he's the second best talented quarterback of all time who who was more talented than he is the difference between talent yeah there's a difference between talent save it for and, another episode yeah um this is again easy josh allen or justin fields unbiasedly come on now i think josh allen's gonna get himself a super bowl within the next three years so no okay okay i was um, thinking about the bar as far as where just or josh allen is but like you said, I think Justin Fields could be a potential top 10 quarterback. So he will compete at a high level later on. But in terms of Josh Allen and within the next three years, Justin Fields isn't going to touch that. Mm-hmm. I think I think quarterback eight, just looking at this list I have pulled up here, is where you can start having the argument okay. uh, for Justin Fields. I would be very – and I'm going to be mm, – and I know you're going to – We'll see. Maybe past Ryan just, would have probably argued these other guys, but Justin just keep going. I like Justin Herbert a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, the guy's got it all. I mean, he's got the charisma. He's got, I mean, on and off field swagger, and he's just a genuinely likable character. Um, but in terms of skill level, I don't know if. I don't know if Herbert's going to get himself a Super Bowl, but he's going to he's going to be up there. Um, no, Herbert not within is... the next three years. But I'm just saying, I, I I mean, I, I just wanted to make that clear. I'm not comparing Justin Fields there just yet. But um, I mean, God, I love Herbert. He's got all the potential in the world right now to be a great quarterback. So just saying, dude, but... dude is in his second year, probably has the biggest arm in the NFL. I will tell you guys this right now. Nine-year-old Ryan would be screaming at the top of his lungs right now because if he could see Justin Fields compared to Jay Cutler and everything, um, I I mean, well, I mean, maybe not nine-year-old, but, like, let's say, like, 13-year-old Ryan would be, I mean, really wanting to beat me up right now because of all the unbiased thinking that I'm doing right now because I know the <laughs> little kid in me is really irking to just come out and just yell. But uh, – I'm trying really, really hard here to do a legitimate analysis for you guys to get yourself mm. the best football content on whatever network that you guys are listening to, which is what I believe we provide. So, but continue yeah. with the, with this game. Um, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, no, no. no. Um, I think this is where it gets a little debatable, but I think these next two quarterbacks um, I'm still taking over him. Let's see. Um, Matt Stafford. Hmm, that's interesting. Yeah. Um. Not within three years is how okay. I'm going to answer that. Okay. Uh, Joe Burrow. No. All right. This is where I think in three or four years, this is where I'm going to have them slotted in. Okay. Uh, Kyler Murray. Okay. Wait, hold on. Before we go any farther, don't tell me your point of view because I don't want to make it seem like I am completely influenced by you at all. Let me get, okay. uh, and I, I really don't mean to be that guy, 
but no, you're good. let me let me put my point of view out there really quick before I can even think about being potentially swayed by what you're thinking. So no, Kyler no. Murray, I I like Kyler Murray a lot, but I like Justin Fields' deep arm more than I do Kyler Murray, um, even though both of them can shine like that as well. Um, and yeah, give me Justin Fields. Give me Fields. Okay. Uh, yeah, and and again, I'll add what I have to say after uh, these next few guys. Specifically, specifically Justin Fields over Kyler Murray because I think Chicago is going to be getting a number one receiver within the next three years that Justin Fields can shine with. So whether that's mm. in the draft, whether that's free agency with the boatload of money that they have, but continue. I think if you can train um, Fields' pocket presence, um, he's just a better Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I would agree. Um, Dak Prescott. Yeah, I think, um, I think Justin Fields can be more disciplined than Dak Prescott. Um, and it's not just a knock at, um, Dak at all. I think Dak can be really good, but, um, I think, yeah, the wide receiver core that Dak had last season, he should have had a lot better stats with. So give me Justin Fields with the next three years. Uh, yeah, I, I would, I would agree with you on that one. Um, Russell Wilson. Are we talking legacy or are we talking progress within the next three years? Uh, how do you want to scale this? for, for the next, I'm saying for the next, so not in three years, but for years skill level two, starting three, now to the next three right years now, for the next three years, I think Russell Wilson's going to regress. So give me Justin Fields. Wow, that's where it I really, I really like Russell Wilson right now in, in the Broncos and everything. I don't think that they're going to the Super Bowl just yet, um, but Russell Wilson will get up there in age and everything. And I think the competitive AFC West is going to get to him as well. And when it comes down to it, when he gets ready to retire and everything, I think Justin Fields is going to be towards his peak. So, yeah. Okay. Um, for, for three years, that's, it's crazy for next year, the year after, and the year after that, um, here's what I'm going to tell you next year, Justin Fields will not be better than Russell Wilson. The year after that, Justin Fields is going to start showing a little bit more, but he's not going to be better than Russell Wilson year three. He's going to be astronomically better than Justin or than Russell Wilson. See, I wouldn't say astronomical, but I, I, I think I agree with that arc track with you. There, mm-hmm. the development arc. I think he's gonna go like next this, year and the year after. Russell Wilson's gonna go like this. So you well, I think Russell Wilson in the year, Russell Wilson next year and the year after will be the better quarterback. Third year, Justin Fields will be. So for three years, Russell Wilson uh, is two out of three. So I gotta go Russell Wilson. You got two mm-hmm. more for you until we're calling it. Um quits here for this for this fun little game yeah um lamar jackson yes absolutely absolutely because i don't like lamar jackson's arm i don't and justin fields has a has a better deep ball and i think that justin fields can be a more accurate quarterback so yes absolutely when we're talking more athletic that can be an argument but in terms of lamar jackson uh yeah yeah absolutely um yeah i think i think fields has more upside 
I think he has more upside. Um, th- to say absolutely is crazy to me. Um, and then actually I lied. Here are the, here are the last two. Now we're going to start pitting him against the other guys in his class. Um, Trevor Lawrence. Hmm. Yeah, I yeah. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Um, the last five years, the Jacksonville Jaguars has been the uh, highest spending team in the NFL. And they've only reached the AFC championship once. Um, what other times have they made the playoffs within the last five years? I'm, no, I'm, not, I'm, I'm, not just, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm just saying, saying what quarterback just, would you have? Well, Justin Fields, but let me, let me talk just really okay. quick. It's because of the tools and everything that he will have set around him in terms of protection, in terms of, um, I'll tell you this for protection levels and stuff, having a former offensive lineman as your general manager to help protect your franchise quarterback is so much better than a team that just wants to spend a crap ton of money on receivers that don't really deserve it. Um, When you come down to it, pocket presence is extremely crucial when it comes to quarterback development. Is it not? It's really, really hard to have pocket presence when you can't have time to develop in the pocket at all. And so with that being said, yes, absolutely. I will take Justin Fields over Trevor Lawrence. Again, it's it's not again, I'm not comparing teams. I'm comparing, I'm I'm literally just comparing quarterback to quarterback. You stick okay. these two guys on the same team. You who am I still, starting? Yeah. Yeah, Justin Fields. I I I would disagree, Trevor Lawrence. Um, I mean, I have he's not literally been... one of the best quarterback prospects of literally Absolutely. the last 50 years. And Absolutely. I don't think anything has changed. The only reason that he played supposedly bad was because of his terrible, terrible, terrible team around him. I think in, in the Colts game, we already started to see the flash of who he could be. And I think if he continues to develop, and again, that it's depending on his – on his roster, but we're taking the roster out of this. I think he could be a top five quarterback in the NFL. Trevor Lawrence is a dog. He didn't show me as much as Justin Fields did with, I mean, both players having awful development and coaches and stuff like that. But I guess we can always just agree to disagree on that one. And if you're going to ask me Trey Lance, I'm just going to refuse to answer because I don't know very much about Trey Lance and I haven't seen that much of him. So I plead the fifth (laughs) on that one. I don't think, and that's one of those situations where I don't think that I, I deserve a standpoint just because I don't have my research done on both of those quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, um please tell yeah, me Mac yeah. Jones. Sure. We'll see Mac Jones, but we already know the answer to this. I don't like Mac Jones. Well, I don't, to say you don't like Mac Jones, I think is one thing. Um, I, I, I'm just saying as a quarterback. Team. I'm just, I mean, I think it's Bill Belichick. That's the mastermind behind all of it. There's a reason why Mac Jones wasn't picked number one. I mean, you know what I mean? I think, well, I, I think the reason people don't like, I think he's an awesome thrower of the football. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not a new age quarterback. That's what I have to say. He sits in the pocket. He can't, he's not really mobile, but he has a, he can, he can throw the football. Yeah. He's, yeah. He but yeah, Mac Jones will be decent, yes, but I think as far as you know where they'll be in three years, I think Justin Fields is going to be better. 
I but completely agree. Are you ready to go into bold takes? I don't think you're ready to go into bold takes. <laughs> I don't think Bears fans are ready to accept the fact that an awesome, you know, Twitter presence for Bears fans and stuff like that is is going to be dissing their team in one of the picks. Um, so do you want me to start with my Bears bold take or you want me to do the other two? Um, Just because, I mean, you know. You can, you can do the other two. Uh, but before you go, I think it'll be funny because you're swinging one way when it comes to being unbiased. Um, and you'll see with one of my picks. Uh, we'll see. Well, you'll, you'll see where my mind is at. But Okay. Let's go. Um, bold take number one. Tua Tagovailoa will have a breakout season and silence the critics next season. It's not as spicy, but it, we're getting there. Okay. Here's your draft one. Kenny Pickett will be taken in the top 10 and he'll be picked before Malik Willis or Desmond Ritter. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And then last but not least, the 2018 Chicago Bears were the most overhyped, fluky team in the past five years. (laughs) Okay. So real quick, let's run through this. Um, I'm going to disagree with you on the Tua take, uh, but I could see it happening. Um, at one point, I love Tua, but mm-hmm. um, for the bold take, um, I agree with a part of the Kenny Pickett. Um, I think Malik Willis is the QB one. I just think he has the physical upside. Like I said, NFL teams think they're the smartest people in the room, um, and they are going to think that they can turn Malik Willis into Josh Allen. Um, no. Which is... <laughs> exactly. Uh, but I mean, I want to. I want to make our Bears listeners mad. How could I not? Oh, geez. The uh, we do have take? a big percentage of listeners in Illinois, according to Anchor.fm. So shout out to the Illinois people. Um, from like Norway too, or something like that. Um, Sweden. I want to say Sweden. I don't know. Yeah, we Sweden. Will, that's what it check. is. <laughs> um. So who do I credit for the most for for the most successful Bears season in a while? Um, whoever makes the NFL schedule is the answer. Um, so the teams that the Bears lost to the Packers once, which at that year they were six, nine, and one. Uh, they lost to the seven and nine Dolphins. They lost to the 11 and five Patriots led by Tom Brady. Uh, weird thing to think about right now, anyway. Uh, and then uh, <laughs> the five and 11 Giants is the, those are the only team that they lost to. Um, they also beat the 10 and six Seahawks, which is one of two impressive wins. In my opinion, they beat the three and 13 Cardinals five and 11 Buccaneers four and 12 New York jets, six and 10 bills, six and 10 lions, eight, seven and one Vikings, 13 and three Rams, which is that other team. And then the four and 12 49ers. Now, the number one thing that people want to talk about regarding that 2018 season was how good the defense was, right? I mean, any defense is going to be good with that kind of schedule, right? <laughs> um, so, I, you know, if you think about this, you know, you look at Mitch Trubisky. He had what, and this is funny because of the statement I'm about to say, uh, he had basically Baker Mayfield's best season. 
just that year. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He had 24 touchdowns and 12 interceptions. And I think Baker Mayfield was a little bit higher in touchdown rate, but it's whatever. Um, the Pro Bowlers that year, right? Uh, Mitch Trubisky, Charles Leno Jr., Cody Whitehair, Akeem Hicks, Khalil Mack, Kyle Fuller, Eddie Jackson, and Tariq Cohen. <laughs> Can you tell me what any of those players have done since then? And I'll even tell you this. Add on to the bold take or whatever, but Khalil Mack, I'm happy he's gone. In all honesty. <laughs> Big swing. Big swing from what you were what you yeah. were at two, three weeks ago. Absolutely. I was a little heartbroken, but after thinking about it, it's like, dude, 60 million in my pocket and an injury prone edge rusher is out the door. Um, but if you think about it, okay, so Mitch Trubisky, right? Starting quarterback for the, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, you know, then you have Charles Leno Jr., which I'm pretty sure is playing in Washington right now. You have Cody Whitehair, which is still a bear, but for now, just because they need more help at offensive line, and that's the best that they've got, really. Um, Akeem Hicks. God, I love Akeem Hicks. And I will tell you this right now, is injury prone or however you want to say it, Akeem Hicks, um, he can be good when he plays. Otherwise, you know, it's he's, he's not really that guy, you know. He he has a Malcolm Jenkins thing where he could be a Hall of Famer. Is it likely? No, but he can be. Yeah. Uh, look at Khalil Mack. Again, like I said, I mean, he had pretty solid seasons with us, but at the same time, I mean, he was injured for a lot of those games. Uh, you have Kyle Fuller, which is like, man, I was really upset that he was cut. But what happened in Denver? Oh, yeah, he was basically cut. Uh, Eddie Jackson, the most criticized safety in all of football, basically. Um, <laughs> I, that was very exaggerated. I don't believe that What's you know, just yet. I haven't done any research on that. But, um, you know, he's been awful as far as the last couple seasons. And then Tariq Cohen. Uh, I'm sorry, buddy. But, I mean, haven't really done much in two man. years. Yeah. yeah. Um, so in conclusion to this bold take, uh, the Bears should be worried about this happening again. I mean, we have a great defensive coach that can develop young players and get us where we want to be in the win column. Um, the offense has hardly any help. I mean, please tell me. Can you can you name two other receivers other than Allen Robinson on the wide receiver group out of that team? Um. Mims, Wims, Mims. Wims, okay, yeah, the guy that threw a punch at that Saints guy that one time. Cool. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, there was other ones as well. I mean, if you think about it. So basically, for Wims, I mean, yeah, like I said, I mean, he was that guy that slapped that Saints guy that one time. But other than that, <laughs> he lost us a playoff game, and it's just like, cool, dude, you're a depth piece. Um, other than whims, then because of the, the bad reasons, could you name me a two other receivers? Uh, does I mean obviously I can name you guys the free agencies that you guys signed in Byron Pringle. Um, oh, I'm talking. Brown. I'm talking in in 2018. Oh, 2018. Yeah. Allen Robinson or was no, Allen other Robinson's than, other than Allen Robinson? Other than no. Allen Robinson? Other than whims? Just because whims was like a clear pick, just because he punched the Saints guy. Um, was was uh was Riley Ridley on that team? 
He was, but he like hardly ever played. I'll give you props for that. Okay. And the other Anthony, two receivers, Anthony Miller and Taylor Gabriel. Yeah. Yep. Hey. So that was basically the wide receiver group, right? And it's like Allen Robinson had an awesome year. Uh, except that is a garbage wide receiver room. Um, you know, their mm-hmm. best tight end, um, I believe was Adam Shaheen. Uh wow, that is garbage. Um, you know, it's just like that is a very fluky team. It's not a great team. Uh, you know, and if you think about it, it's like cool, we won a game, but at the same time, speaking of things that Bears fans like to overhype, the second we have any kind of success, we want to think that we're going to the Super Bowl. I can guarantee you right now that 2018 team was not going any farther than maybe past the Eagles had they made that kick. Um, you know, and, and I, I will tell you, it is a very, I mean, exciting ta- time as a Bears fan. Um, but, you know, I think as far as this year goes, the schedule's relatively easy. If everything goes as planned, they'll make the playoffs. But don't be surprised if the momentum makes Chicago fans go nuts. That's my bold take. Um, well, to, to, to that point, um, like, and, and that's where I was going. I mean, I think you guys have, at least as of right now, stuff changes. I mean, teams get better, teams get worse. Um, but as of right now, going into the season, you guys have the second easy strength of schedule in the entire yeah. NFL. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I think you guys can look for the future, but I think it's important to remember not to over hype. You know, you can only play who is on your schedule. Um, and, and, and that's the Eagles this year. I mean, we didn't beat a single, we lost to the good teams beat the bad teams so it'll be interesting to see how we even do <laughs> yeah all right what are your bold takes for me this week buddy um to that point um which i think is ironic because you were talking about um justin fields being overrated um jalen hurts is uh criminally Whoa, hold on, under hold on one second he's on or he's overrated specifically by bears yeah, fans but he's properly fans. rated by the media at the moment mm-hmm. um and to that point uh, Jalen Hurts is criminally overhated by Eagles fans and properly rated by the media. Okay. Um, the Browns are absolutely winning the Super Bowl. I touched on this on the last podcast. Um, I even said it on our podcast when uh, Coach was on. <laughs> uh, Coach was on. Um, do you just have to then... poop, or are you just saying that? What? <laughs> I said, do you just have to poop, or are you just telling me that? Like, no. Nope, do Browns you actually mean Super that? Bowl. Okay. All right. Keep going. And uh, Michael Vick is the most talented quarterback of all time. Okay. I'll tell you this. Um, I don't know if I agree with the Michael Vick. He's pretty athletic. Um, Jalen Hurts, I can get behind. Uh, but, I mean, as those of you know, as far as Ben is concerned, he's very, very against this uh, – <laughs> this topic, I guess, but I wrote for two teams in the NFL and that would be the bears and the Browns uh, because it's very, very unlikely that they play each other. I think they play each other either once every three or four years. Um, and then, I mean, the only other time that they would play each other would be in the Super Bowl. And in that case, we just get a bunch of, or get a bunch of, you know, uh, pizzas and just celebrate because both teams made it. But um, <laughs> you know, I, I'd be extremely excited if the Browns can go that far, um, except I think I could 
argue against it. Uh, so I'm going to go with the Browns take. Let me let me hear what you got. Okay. So, <laughs> so first off, I, I think as much as we don't want to say it, Baker had a bad year this year. Um, that's not – I mean, no, you're not arguing that. They now just improved on one of their worser positions by getting him Ari Cooper. And for that, what, a six-round pick, which, I mean, is a little off-topic, but is absolutely crazy. They have a Odell top and Jarvis five could come back too? Yeah. Um, I would I, – I think Jarvis could come back. I'd be shocked if, um, OBJ. if OBJ I, – I, I think he's, he's just shown interest, that. but – yeah. No, I think I, I, I yeah. Um, they have a top five offensive line in the league. Um, I mean, you've had this conversation before. Uh, Nick Chubb is a top three running back in the league. Mm. Um, <laughs> Can we talk is, about that absolutely. really quickly? Uh, hold on. Um, oh, fine. Let's go for it. I saw a TikTok on this, and I, I don't know what your point of view on it, right? Um. So we have Nick Chubb, and he's awesome. He, he, I mean, he can get you the next five, six yards if you really want him to, right? Awesome. Uh, they have Kareem Hunt as well, and he does awesome because of the offensive line, right? Mm-hmm. What was that third string? Dearness Johnson. Yeah, he was pretty good, right? Is it the offensive line, or is it Nick Chubb? Well, and this is what I'm saying. It doesn't matter. That's where I was going. They have a top five offensive line in the league. Nick Chubb is producing like a top three running back in the league. Their wide receivers uh, is like half figured out. Deshaun Watson, one playing, is a top three quarterback or was a top three quarterback in the league. And I mean, that is what he was when he was. I'm not saying that's what he will be. That's what he was when he was playing. And statistically, their defense was a fifth ranked defense in the entire league. That's with budding stars. With uh, with with guys like JOK, Jeremiah Rusu Koromoa in his first year, um, Newsom at corner in the first round last year. Uh, and I mean, really, the only piece that they lost on that defense is um, Jadavian Clowney, Jadavian Clowney. But like you said, he's he's still out on the market. And, and you can fix that with these younger stars getting better. You're the top five ranked defense in the entire league. And that's with like young guys still trying to figure that out, ranked with the top five offensive line, a top three quarterback last time he played, running back, a running back that produces top three in the entire NFL when he's playing, and Amari Cooper. <laughs> I mean nobody okay. has a better situation in the NFL, I think. At least look outside and, and uh obviously stuff changes. Um, but for me, right now, they are my Super Bowl favorite. I am very surprised. <laughs> um, you know, if you think about it for me, right? Um, oh, geez, man. I mean, I'm trying to find because I made a playoff list. Um, that's fine, whatever. We'll come back to it. Look into it, right? I mean, the Colts are going to the playoffs. Let's face it. I'm not um, sold. I'm not sold on Tennessee, okay. So I will say Colts are going to the playoffs because of Matt Ryan and an improved wide receiver room after the draft and everything. Colts are going to the playoffs. Um, so, I mean, just because they'll win their division, nothing really else. Okay. Um, you know, you look into the AFC North, I think the only way that the Browns 
have a chance at, you know, I mean, obviously, I mean, statistically speaking, um, the only way that teams get a playoff bid is if they win the division or, you know, they make the wild card or whatever. Um, the wild card will be a very, very impressive thing to do if you can get there. Um, do you remember what place the Browns finished in this past season? Um, let's no. see. Uh, let me look this up really quick. So as far as the NFL standings go for that, the Browns finished third, right? Um, you know, I think depending on um, Deshaun Watson's suspension um, and whether or not Baker Mayfield will play, that will fall into place as far as their record. Um, I, what? Baker's not there. They'll release Baker. I think they're going starts. to, I think they're going to trade him before the, the draft. I, but, I think it'll be day two, but yeah, continue. Yeah. Um, for, you know, whether or not, okay, let's face it. Deshaun Watson will be getting suspended at one point because yep. of that. Whoever's starting a quarterback is going to lose him a couple games because he's not starting quality. With that being said, you have an already competitive NFC North with the Bengals and the Ravens, especially if the Ravens can keep themselves very healthy. They're a very underrated team, in my opinion, just because people kind of forgot about them after last season. Um, I mean, and then the Bengals definitely improved, you know, this offseason. So you're competing in an already tough division. Let's say that they don't win the division in that case, right? Just because of Deshaun Watson and, you know, let's say he comes back and he's just the same exact guy or whatever. They're still fighting for a wild card spot, right? Mm -hmm. You are forgetting that there is still, you know, a whole other, you know, I, I, what is it? The your division is what I'm thinking of. Um, you know, you have the chiefs that could make the playoffs. You have the chargers that could make the playoffs. You have the Broncos that could make the playoffs. I think even the Raiders have a playoff bid that they could potentially fight for. Um, you know, all of these teams in that division can already, you know, they can fight for that playoff spot. Um, and, you know, we're still missing one division. Um, you know, you look at the Bills, the Patriots, the Dolphins. Those are all playoff caliber teams. This is a very, very competitive AFC. Do I think the Patriots are making the playoffs? No. Do I think the Dolphins could? No. Maybe. No. Maybe. Um, I think it's between, you know, uh, the Browns have a chance. They do. Don't get me wrong. They do. They need to make the playoffs first. As we both saw in these past, you know, the the last playoff, um, AFC was way more competitive than the NFC in terms of seeding, in terms of, Absolutely. you know, you add more talent to the AFC, it gets a lot more fun and a lot more competitive. And I will say this, you said that the Browns are going to win the Super Bowl strictly this year. I say there's a chance two they don't years. make the playoffs. We'll say two years. We'll say two, two years. years. Two years, I can I can see that. But my, my point is my, my point is is more of Deshaun Watson. Obviously, absolutely. it's it's barring anything like, like if Deshaun Watson is missing half the season, um, then obviously it's a lot harder to say what I'm gonna say. Um it's barring Deshaun Watson, so so we'll say two years. Okay, well, two years is a lot more doable, but 
Um, you also need to factor in there could be a lot more talent and everything going into the AFC, coming out of the AFC and stuff like that. So it's still a toss-up. But I'm formulating my opinion and argument off of your previous statement, which was this year, and I completely disagree that they will not win the Super Bowl this year. Well, all right. So, again, the, the, the struggle you have to have with this conversation is Sean Watson. Um, but, I mean, let, let, let's look down this roster. Um, Deshaun Watson versus Russell. Uh, that's debatable. We'll give we haven't even up. seen Deshaun Watson play football in over the I years. understand that. The last time he played, he was the top three. He was literally a top. You don't just forget how to play football. Right. No, absolutely. I understand that. I'm just saying, like, think about this for a second. What if Colin Kaepernick came back into the league? That's the, the Colin Kaepernick was never as good as Deshaun Watson ever was. And Colin Kaepernick has been way out of the league way longer than what Deshaun has. Um, I'm just saying, man, so, so you can't, well, you can't well, make that assumption that he's still well, going to be top five. I'm not going to say he's going to be top five, but and this is what I'm saying. So strictly a quarterback, we'll give it to Russ. A wide receiver, we'll, 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 we'll give to the Broncos. Offensive mm-hmm. line, offensive line, no doubt, Browns. Running back, no doubt, Browns. Defense, no doubt, Browns. Um, so the Browns have a better roster than they do. Defense, absolutely Browns are better than the Chiefs. Um, offensive line is a toss-up. With everything that happened right now, I don't like Juju. Uh, I Wide no. receiver is also a toss-up. Offensive, like, it just, like, these, these, I think every team that you named, you could absolutely say the Browns have a better roster. Can I, Again, can I make I mean, a, can I bounce off of yours and make a bold take off of your statement when you get done? Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I mean, again, this is barring Deshaun Watson, and that's a big barring. Um, if he plays more than 75% of the games over the Super Bowl, that's my prediction. Okay. Um, my bold take was that Patrick Mahomes will not be a top six quarterback within the next two years. That's bold. <laughs> That's what we There's do around not, here. <laughs> not, not many guys in the league that I'd take over him. Joe Burrow. Um, no. Joe Burrow is not going to be better than – no. I'm saying within the next two years. It's still, no. <laughs> Josh Allen. Yes. Aaron Rodgers. Uh, in two years, I would be surprised if Aaron Rodgers is You're playing, to be honest. Uh, let's see. Deshaun Watson. Uh, I would I would take Patrick Holmes over him. What? Yes. Patrick okay. Holmes I'm... is a better quarterback than Deshaun Watson. Stop it. Tell you what. We will save that for another episode because we still need to do gridiron goofs. Okay? I'll make that a, a talking point for episode 13. Stay tuned because that is coming. Uh, gridiron goofs this week. A little bit of fun. Uh, I mean, as, as it always is, um, really quick before we get started, I don't know if I had put it in, um, you know, I, I am, as of right now, I am in the process of making an intro song and, and build up for this podcast. So the second that you guys listen to it, um, it could very well be, um, put in, um, because of anchor and stuff like that. So, um, with that being said, there is a gentleman 
one of my close friends um, at the Double RSN Studios and, uh, you know, broad, one of my broadcasting partners from basketball and stuff like that. Um, his name is Vince Gray, and he is doing our voiceover for the Pigskin Project intro song. So I just wanted to say thank you to that man um, for, for doing that. I don't know if you're listening right now, but if you are, uh, thank you very much for doing that for us, dude. We really appreciate you. Um, so with that being said, we're going to go on to gridiron goofs. I'm going to, I'm going to cut you off real quick. Yeah. Um, I, I've, we, we literally talked about talking about talking about this on the podcast. That was a mouthful. Um, <laughs> we talked about talking about talking about talking it. about this on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we forgot to talk about, uh, Tyron Matthew. <laughs> uh, yes. I forgot. Yeah. So you have it there, there are a few, yeah. Um, their teams with great interest, uh, Cowboys, Colts, Saints, Broncos, Eagles, Ravens, and Steelers. Um, realistically, I think it's he, – he tweeted something about going to play with the Saints too. Uh, cryptic. There's a um, chance. I would love to see him go and play with Justin Simmons in uh, Denver. That would be so much fun. Justin Simmons <laughs> is a top five safety in the NFL, and you pair him with it. Um, but anyways, I forget we forgot to add that in the beginning. Uh, that's on us. But uh, gridiron goofs. Yes, completely my fault for not typing that one in. So my apologies. But hopefully next week we'll have some Tyron Matthew news, and hopefully the Bears get involved in that because I'd love to have him on the defense. I just don't see him doing it. Uh, anyway, for gridiron goofs, um, best ice cream flavors. We are doing a uh, a draft. So, um, you know, as far as ice cream goes, uh, we're just picking five of our best ones. And out of these, you cannot pick one that has already been picked. So, Ben, uh, without further ado, man, would you like to start us off? Yeah. Do you want to snake this or how do you want to do this? I'll, yeah. I'll go first oh. either way if you want. But... Let's just go me, you, me, you. And then until we both have five, it's not going right. to be a snake. Um, keep it simple stupid um uh <laughs> cookie dough come on now cookie dough okay that was my number one that i put in there but it's fine Heck yeah um number uh, number two flying off the board um moose tracks you gotta go moose tracks really not i wouldn't say i'm the biggest moose tracks person um but you know i i would have honestly uh now that you say it i could see it i would have never thought about that no. <laughs> um mary uh my girlfriend would uh absolutely love me taking this at two this is her favorite ice cream uh give me cookies and cream ah that was on my big board too <laughs> okay so let's see all right so uh for me um I'm going to go with a little bit of a classic. Uh, we, it is, it is March 31st as we uh, uh, record this, but it is just turning April by, by the time everybody hears this. Um, mint chocolate chip is going to be my pick here just because it reminds me of the shamrock shake and stuff like that. I love mint chocolate chip. So uh, call it, call it, you know, stupid, <sighs> but I love it. I love it so much. <sighs> Mint Oreo Mint is also slip, slept on so much. I I can't stand mint chocolate chip. Well, I, I mean, can't stand you with take. your Treasure Planet pick from last episode that I was that on. That might so. be a bold take, but mint chocolate chip, 
is one of the <laughs> worst flavors of ice cream. It's terrible. Well, you are one of the worst ice cream critics out there. So I don't know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Go ahead with your next pick. <laughs> <laughs> um, this isn't even cheating in many ways. This uh, feels like cheating, um, but it's not uh, Neapolitan. Ooh, okay. Yeah, see, like it, it like, kind of feels like cheating. Because I think it's it, yeah, all three. But I'll let you like, slide. And, it, and and you you can take you can you can if you wanted to you could still take strawberry you could still take vanilla and you could still take chocolate, um. But Neapolitan as a whole. Mm, okay, um, are we doing just overall generic? like ice cream flavors or are we just I mean, picking you could like, do like a ben and jerry's if you wanted to i was gonna Crazy say cherry garcia gosh love it ryan <laughs> that's uh that's i was i was i was had chair i had black cherry in and in, in at my three slot but i'm like yep ryan's not gonna pick black cherry so i'll do <laughs> neapolitan all right we got two pick. more picks each buddy <sighs> See, i don't know neapolitan Neapolitan's fantastic. This man picks the party favorite that man, nobody picks straight up chocolate, vanilla, and strawberry out of one scoop, man. You got to go one or the other, man. It's divided in thirds. You want some vanilla ice cream? Get some vanilla ice cream. You want some strawberry? Get some strawberry. But you don't combine them, man. Chocolate is the worst, by the way. I just want to say, I hate Abs- straight up chocolate. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, it's got that, you know, it's like chalky almost. It's like, bah. I don't know. It just makes me want to say, bah. It just sounds weird, probably, but it's fine. Everybody's like, what is he doing? Is he like making animal noises into the microphone? I don't know. It's got like (laughs) it's got this weird feeling on the back of my throat when I think of chocolate ice cream. But anyway, okay. Mm -hmm. We are we are where you're gonna go with with like kid, like like my little Ben would be proud. Um, see, there's two different ones I could pick here. Um, I'm it's really quite a toss up. There's two different ones. I would be surprised if you didn't pick the other one. Uh, but we're gonna pick bubblegum. Oh, okay. All right, that's fine. Um, I know which one you're gonna pick too, because I'm gonna be so I'm gonna pick Superman, Superman ice cream. Wow, I did not think you would have known what Superman ice cream was. Was that was that the other one? No. Okay, Um, so so to clear up. I mean, if anybody's ever, I mean, never heard of Superman ice cream, or I mean, if it's uh, called something else somewhere else, uh, basically it's like, um, I would almost call it the bomb pops of like actual ice cream. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Just because it combines the yellow, red, and blue um, colors in it. And it just, it's, it has nothing to do with Superman itself, except for the fact that it's the color of the suit. Um, according to this website, it has, um, oh, it's Midwestern exclusive ice cream. Okay. So if you're hearing this literally anywhere else, you probably don't know what this is, but, um, it, it combines flavors of blue moon, red pop and vanilla, and it's just awesome. And, um, there's a buffet just down the road from us, um, up here in Indiana that's called dynasty buffet. And they also, it's, it's a Chinese restaurant and, uh, they also have ice cream for whatever reason. And I always remember as a little kid, um, taking my fortune cookie and scooping it and, um, you know, in, in the Superman ice cream and it tastes really like good. 
It's awesome. Like Try it out next time, man. It's really good. But go for <laughs> it. What's your next pick? See, see I and this this is this would be my last pick. Um, I didn't pick Superman because I was worried people didn't know. Superman personally is my favorite ice cream flavor. It is very good. Uh, and by the way, this isn't my pick, but Blue Moon also fantastic. Oh, slaps. Um, but this is the other one that I was really happy that you didn't pick, and we're gonna keep with like the multicolored theme here. Um, and I don't think you would have picked this one either way. Uh, but we're doing cotton candy. Cotton candy. Okay. Not really too much of a fan of cotton candy. A little fun fact. I, I mean, don't I'll like eat it. Candy, but... but I like cotton candy flavored things. Um, for the last pick, and I will do some honorable mentions as well, just because why not? Um, but for the last pick, I'm going to do uh, cake batter ice cream um i don't know if you've ever had it or whatever but um it's it's pretty good i like it um but my honorable mentions was butterscotch Mm. and like peanut butter chocolate or reese's kind of like blizzard ice cream you know what i mean yeah but do you have any honorable mentions as far as yours go uh blue moon and coconut um Mm. I don't know how many people know what, like what an ice cream soda is, but um, oh, a like coconut, a root beer float? Uh, kind of, kind of. Okay. Um, an ice cream soda. Well, uh, and you'll know this. Um, when people that live near us know what this is, Valpo Velvet has this thing called ice cream soda. Um, and it's it's kind of like a root beer float, but it's like um, it's like a shake, but mm-hmm. they mix in. It's like if a shake and a let's say root beer float for example had a baby so instead of it being like one on top of the other like blended together okay um, solid they have valpo velvet has a coconut ice cream soda and it is phenomenal mm. i might have to but, try it out next time you're up here in the summer or something like that you got to but all right well just to review really quick before we clear things up uh ben's draft went cookie dough then cookies and cream um neapolitan then bubble gum and then cotton candy and then mine was moose tracks mint chocolate chip cherry garcia superman and then cake batter i know my dad's listening to this probably and just being like dude you forgot this one and then i'm gonna be like oh yeah i did Mm. so i know that he'll let me know that later on but um if you made it this far we want to say thank you for listening all the way through we hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the pigskin project we know that it was a little bit long but uh we do have a lot scheduled for next week's show um including more off-season previews and much much more uh so make sure that you're subscribed or following us on all platforms um i have them down in a link tree on our twitter page and stuff like that as well um we'd like to give a big thank you to anchor.fm and uppercuts grooming that's new i gotta start getting used to that in our little sponsorship part or portion um please leave a review down below as it helps us more than you know and that's it for this week So thanks again for tuning in to the Pigskin Project, and man, does it feel good to be back.